Good evening and a really warm welcome to worship this evening at Romford Baptist Church. My name's Ian, I'm one of the ministers here and Vicky will be preaching later uh, in the service. We continue in our theme of the book of Proverbs, <clears throat> but uh, just to give us a shape for tonight is uh, the book of Proverbs is talking about justice and uh, what path should we take. And the book of Malachi, the prophet Malachi says this in chapter 6 verse 8, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Our worship begins as we sing that great song, Trust and Obey. Let us pray together. Our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come to you today. And at the end of this day, as we, the busyness of the day is subsiding, as those of us who are going back to work tomorrow are contemplating the week ahead, Lord, in this moment of silence, may we come to you and know your blessing and your peace, your affirmment and your love surrounding and overwhelming each one of us this day. Lord, into this worship, into this place, pour your Holy Spirit's power. And Lord, as we focus in on the words of the scriptures and the Holy Spirit's leading us, Lord, may we come to know you even more than we did before this service began. We pray this in our Saviour's name. Amen. Our next song is that song, God, I Look to You. And following that, there will be a video created by Steve Thompson with the words of Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. I lift up my eyes to the hills. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. He who watch over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going. The Lord will watch over your coming and going. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. From this time forth and even forevermore. And forevermore. Both now and forevermore. 
Thank you, Steve, for those words. And continuing in the theme of Scripture being that which we listen to and learn from, our next song, Speak, O Lord. I hope you've had opportunity to look at our notices and see all that's going on in the life at Romford Baptist Church at this time. Our well-being course recommences on Wednesday this week and there'll also be the prayer meeting, the children's and youth activities. It's all there in the notice sheet. And if you're not getting the notice sheet and not seeing what's going on in the life of the church, let me encourage you, get in church with, touch with the church office. Drop them an email, office at romfordbaptist.org.uk and they'll be happy to send you our weekly information. If there's anything else you want to know about, just give the office, church office a ring between 9.30 and 5 each day and somebody will be able to answer your questions. If you haven't got, you know, if you don't get an answer, leave a message and somebody will call you back. Thank you to all who have given the offerings to the church in the many ways you can do that and we are grateful to you. Let's give thanks to God for our offerings. Father God, we thank you for the many good gifts that you give to us and all the offerings that we have been able to give to you as part of our worship. And Father God, we now bring them to you and Lord, we just place them before you and say, Lord, use them. Use them for whatever you would have us do with them. And Lord, that through these gifts and offerings that people will come to experience and know the love of Jesus Christ. They will see justice and mercy and they will start to walk humbly with their God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our service is going to move into a time of communion and maybe you haven't come or you're not prepared. Let me encourage you as we sing the song, You Chose the Cross, to go and get some bread and wine ready to use at this part of our service. As we celebrate God's love, you chose the cross. Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and carrying burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. In your homes, come to this table, not because you must, but because you may. Not because you are strong, but because you are weak. Come not because any goodness of your own gives you a right to come, but because you need mercy and help. Come because you love the Lord a little and would love to love him more. Come because he loved you and gave himself for you. Come and meet the risen Christ, for we are his body. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts and the, by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Paul, writing to the Corinthian church, says these words, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, 
that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is, drink this in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We give thanks for the bread and wine. Loving God, we praise and thank you for the love shown to us in Jesus Christ. We thank you for his life of ministry announcing the good news of your kingdom and demonstrating its power in lifting of the downtrodden, the healing of the sick and the loving of the loveless. We thank you for his sacrificial death upon the cross for the redemption of the world and for your raising him to life again as a foretaste of the glory we shall share. We give you thanks for this bread and wine, symbols of our life, world, and signs of your transforming love. Send your Holy Spirit, we pray, that we may renew in the likeness of Jesus Christ and formed in his body. This we pray in the name of Jesus and for his sake. Amen. Jesus said, this is my body, which is broken for you. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this covenant is sealed by my blood. Whenever you eat this, drink this, do so in remembering of me. As we eat and drink the bread, we hear the song, what kind of greatness. And so, Lord, your death we commemorate. Your resurrection we confess. Your final coming we await. Glory be to you, O Christ, Father of all. We give you thanks and praise that when we were still far off, you met us in your Son and brought us home. Dying and living, he declared your love, giving us grace and opened the gate of glory. May we who share in Christ's body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring life to others. We whom the Spirit lights give light to the world. Keep us firm in the hope you have set before us, so that we and all your children shall be free, and the whole earth live to praise your name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And we continue with some prayers of intercession. After I say the words, Lord, in your mercy, you may want to respond, hear our prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we thank you that this evening that we are able to link with the church at all. Sermon first helped us to understand what the Christian faith was all about. Someone helped us to know your love. Someone took the, first, the risk of sharing their own faith by what they did or said. We thank you for that person or those people through whom we first made contact with living faith. We thank you for them now. 
in the silence of our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we know that the church will die in this generation unless people go on doing what was done for us, sharing their faith in action or explanation. We pray for those who have a special gift for making the gospel relevant and attractive. We pray for those who have a special way of living that draws others to Christ. We pray for those who have special opportunities for mission. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we acknowledge our own difference in sharing our faith, the fear of embarrassment, of seeming manipulative, of the losing of the trust of friends. Give us instead hearts full of love and lives centred on Jesus Christ, so that our words and actions and all are all a piece of what always Christians are like. So may we find ourselves naturally talking of Christian things or talking of other things Christianly in the way we respond to the stories in the news, the way we handle issues in the workplace, the way we defend the weak, the way we care for the wounded, even the way we answer questions the question, what did you do on Sunday? Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Father, we pray that this week we shall not be ashamed of being Christians, that we shall not disown you or your standards, that we shall not ignore the honest questions. We pray that this week we shall be glad to know you as Lord, that we shall relax in the sheer normality of belonging to you, that we shall speak of you and act for you with courtesy and integrity. Give us, we pray, the dignity that was in Christ Jesus as he spoke of his Father's love. Merciful God, Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. We now hear God's word read from Proverbs chapter 2 and David Suchet recording will present this to us. Proverbs chapter 2 My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose way of life is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart, 
and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, for men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. Surely her house leads down to death and her paths to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the paths of life. Thus you will walk in the ways of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous, for the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn from it. Good evening and uh, it's good to be with you this evening. And we're continuing to look at our series on Proverbs with this week looking at wisdom from above and a path to take, as we've heard from Proverbs chapter 2. As Ian mentioned earlier at the start of our service and as actually we've been reminded through the readings and the songs that we've been sharing in tonight, if we walk in God's ways, then we will indeed be on the pathway to life rather than to folly. If we are following and walking in God's ways, then we will be walking towards him and not away from him. But sadly, as we know, our instinct is so often to try and take the easiest path, to short circuit the end goal. For example, if I was wanting to climb to the top of Snowdon, it would be far easier for me to catch the train than it would be for me to walk my way to the top. For those of us who are looking to perhaps lose weight, it's much easier, isn't it, if we could buy something over the counter than actually to do what we know and full well we need to do, which is to think about our diet and our exercise and to live about what it is that, uh, to live a more healthy lifestyle. If you've been doing the wellbeing course, you will know that those are the things that we've been listening about. But as I listened and as I read this passage from Proverbs chapter 2, I was immediately taken to the story of Pilgrim's Progress. I want to share a little of that story with you. This is from a more modern day interpretation of the story, but the essence of the story written all those years ago by John Bunyan remains the same. And for those of you who don't know, Christian um, begins his journey from the city of destruction, basically here on earth, and he tries to make his way to the city of gold, to the celestial city, heaven. And he begins his journey with an instruction book, the Bible, along the way. The Bible that tells him what to do and where to go and how to live. And we've reached this point in his journey. Christian starts off with a burden on his back. And although full of good intentions to find the way, he has got distracted in the past by various people and events that have landed him in trouble. People such as Alex Smart, which resulted in him getting very lost. 
He also met some very helpful people who'd given him some good advice along his journey. People who helped him to go back to the straight and narrow way. People like Faithful who'd rescued him from the bog and the mud. There was Evangelist who gave him the key and told him to head for the wicket gate and also helped him after he'd got lost again. And it was Evangelist the preacher who told him the most important truth he needed to remember, not to give up and to keep going until he got to the wicket gate. And this is where we're joining the story. After he'd made it through the wicket gate, and after Christian had met with Mr. Smug and Miss Stake, and after walking along the path for them with a brief, for a brief while, they hurried on. Christian could hear Miss Stake and Mr. Smug in the distance quarrelling about which way to go. And eventually he too came to a point in the journey where he had to make a decision as to the right way to go forward. There was a path to the left and a path to the right and there was a steep hill in front of him. But by the time he had arrived at that spot, he could see Mr Smug in one direction and Miss Stake heading off in another. And as he looked around, he noticed a signpost that they had obviously missed, heading up the steep hill. He remembered the good advice he'd been given and carefully following the signpost direction, he headed up the hill. He was determined this time to stay on the correct path, to stay on the straight and narrow way. And as he got further up the hill, he got a better view of the surrounding countryside. He could see how the primrose path to the west had petered out into the sandy yellow flats. The path that Miss Stake had taken had disappeared around and into a dark and eerie wood. We'll leave the story there. But the point in as light as, is, as light-hearted as this little telling of Pilgrim's Progress is, that little snippet encapsulates what it says here in verses 6 to 11 of the passage that we must not get distracted by those around us that want to take us away from that straight and narrow way, so to speak. If we think back to advice that we have been given over the years, I wonder how have we taken it? Does it depend on what the advice is or who it is that is saying it? Maybe if it's someone we love or someone who we respect, we've weighed that advice and viewed it differently. If that advice is about what's best for us and it's from someone who cares about us, perhaps we've taken it that little bit more seriously than if the advice is from someone who we feel perhaps as an alternative motive in what they're saying or perhaps they're self-seeking themselves and they're basically just using us on their uh, pathway to their own amb ambitions. And if we look at that passage from verses 12 to 15, in a sense, that's what it's talking about, isn't it? About the wisdom that will save us from the ways of wicked men who've left the straight paths and have gone into the dark ways, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Advice. We've all received advice over the years, haven't we? And we've also been dispensers of it. But let's think about the advice first that we've heard. 
Do we take notice of that advice if it fits in with the plans that we have in mind? Maybe we do. But when it challenges our behaviour or our, our lifestyle, do we take notice of that advice? Or maybe if we are the ones giving the advice and we're telling someone what we really feel to be a, a really good, wise way forward, it's really hard, isn't it, when they ignore us? How does that make us feel? I suppose we could say, well, ask any parent with a rebellious teenage child in the house or someone who we know who perhaps within our own family is, is going down a path we can only see will lead to doom. Perhaps someone we love is suffering from an addiction. We can see their life spiralling out of control and we cannot see a good resolution. If we've ever been in that situation where we've been trying to give advice to someone who basically is only looking to get to the next drink or the next hit of the drugs or when they can next gamble or whatever it may be, they're not going to listen to us, no matter how good our motive, no matter what our heart, because they're not yet ready to hear in the way that sometimes we're not ready to hear either from God or from those who care for us. Sometimes we're not ready to hear until we reach that moment of crisis, until that darkest moment when we finally realise that in order for our lives to turn around and to go back on a straight and narrow path, we need to be listening to what God is challenging us to or what those friends who care for us are really saying. I go back to Pilgrim's Progress and I think about what Christian, we'd already heard, had um, done. He had made a number of mistakes along the way. And he'd had friends alongside him to help him out and to put his feet back on that straight and narrow path. And when he reached at the crossroads in the part of the story that I just briefly caught on tonight, we will realise that he'd seen mistake going off in one direction and Mr Smug going off in another. And he found a signpost that sent him up that steep old hill, reminding him that he needed to stay on the straight and narrow way. Steep hill or a flat path, I know which one I would choose by first. And sometimes that's what we do, isn't it? We don't stay on that straight and narrow way. We look for the easy solution. But verses 4 and 5 of this passage says, If you look for it, meaning wisdom, as for silver, and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. If we're looking for hidden treasure, we're driven, aren't we? If we're looking for something that we've lost, we keep going until we find it. And that's actually what God is saying to us. That's what this passage is saying to us. We need to keep searching, keep on with our faith, keep on that straight and narrow pathway. Be determined to keep going. Strive to find out more about God. Because if we want to grow as Christians and as believers, we have to work at it. And if we do, then when trouble comes, we will know that it's our faith that's keeping us strong because we are rooted and grounded in our understanding and knowledge of God. It's our faith that keeps us strong when we are tempted, 
when we are encouraged off the path by the equivalent of the wicked men and the adulterous women as we see here in this passage. When we are investing in our relationship with God, searching for it as for hidden treasure, then we learn not more just about God, but also ourselves and our own relationship with God. Again, something we've been learning about in the well-being course. I started talking about getting to the top of Mount Snowdon. And I'm not ashamed to admit that, yes, I have got to the top by catching the train. But I have also walked to the top. And the views that you can experience, providing it's not low cloud or foggy, as it has been on more than one occasion when I've got to the top, will be the same however you've got there, by foot or by train. But there is a difference. And the difference is the journey we've been on the way. I talked a little bit about this a few weeks ago. Because when I did walk up, not only was I able to enjoy the view and the spectacular scenery that I would have enjoyed when I'd gone up by train, but actually through the ups and the downs and the puffing and the pausing, trust me, there was quite a bit of pausing, I was able to notice things along the way that I wouldn't have done because I was have rushed past on the train or got distracted by the people who were there on the train with me. But as I put one foot in front of the other, I was noticing all that was around me along the way. It would have taken me longer to get there. But the view from the top somehow was made more spectacular by the journey on foot that had taken me there. We can rush through our days and leave God out. Or we can take our time through our days being attentive to what God may be saying to us, listening to his voice, rather than rushing through it and missing perhaps a moment of beauty of a, a flower in the growing out of a crag I would have seen as I went up the, snow, uh, the mountain, or the bubbling little stream that just came out and brought refreshment and perhaps cooled down my very pink cheeks as I made my way up the hill, up the mountain. So we're encouraged to search for wisdom, but actually verse six also says the Lord gives wisdom. And of course that implies that God gives us wisdom as a gift. And he does, as well as us wanting, as well as wanting us to search him out and to grow in our faith and to make the effort. Actually, God also blesses us. He blesses us sometimes unexpectedly. He'll bless us perhaps through a friend or a gift, through reading a passage that maybe we've been familiar with reading, but suddenly it leaps off the page and speaks straight into our hearts. Maybe we receive a word of encouragement, or the Spirit speaks to our hearts, or there's a door that opens into a new opportunity that we didn't even know we were looking for, but we know that that was what God is saying and he wants us to go on. Whatever it may be, God will bless us even when we're not expecting him to. A bit, in a sense, like when Christian got to that point where he had to make a decision, he discovered that signpost. What a blessing that was to him to make sure he stayed on the right way, on that straight and narrow path. 
But yes, sometimes our faith journey can feel far more difficult. Maybe you're sitting in your home tonight or wherever you're watching this service and you're thinking, but I've been praying for so long and God still doesn't seem to be answering my prayer. Or maybe we've been asking God for a direction or for an answer to prayer, but we're still no further forward. Or perhaps we just feel that we're walking through a barren time where God feels so far away. But this passage too reminds us that actually God isn't far away at all. God is there. He just wants us to continue to search him out, to read his word, to spend time with him, to look for his moment of speaking to us or blessing or whatever it may be that if we're spending that time listening and being attentive, we will see his hand at work. It might not be the answer we're wanting immediately, but it will be a reminder that he's with us on the journey as we go through. So what it says in verses 7 to 11, God remains our shield. He'll protect us and guide us. In the journey, he is with us. And we too will be growing in our own understanding and faith. So as our time comes towards an end, perhaps as a final encouragement, let me say this. God knows how it feels when we're struggling in our faith, when we do feel afraid or ill-equipped for what lies ahead. He knows what it feels like when we want to take the easy option or even walk away. And how do we know that? Because actually he experienced it too. If we go back to Easter and we think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus was wrestling in prayer, so much so that his sweat fell to the ground like drops of blood. He asked God, do I really need to keep going on? When he was being whipped and flogged or when the nails were being hammered through his flesh, he knew what it was like for life to be tough and not what he was wanting. But Jesus had prayed, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus stayed strong because he used his knowledge of his father, of God, from the life that he'd lived and from that time when he'd spent in prayer, perhaps on his own, up in the mountains, wherever it may have been. He used his study and his teaching and his knowledge and his life, and he'd used all of that to help him resist the temptation. Even when... He was denied by Peter or betrayed by Judas. As we go into our week, as we think about these words we've heard from Proverbs 2, let's give thanks to God for his word, for the fact that we can read it and it can encourage us and help us in our daily walk. Let's thank him for the example set to us by his son. Let's thank God for those who love us and who pray for us and who uphold us and who give us that advice, even sometimes when we don't want to hear it. Let's ask God to continue to speak to us, to allow us to have those open hearts and listening ears and a steadfast heart to make sure that we do stay on that straight and narrow pathway even when sometimes we don't want to be walking up that steep hill, but we'd rather go to the left or to the right. Because the reward, as it says in verses 20 to 22, is that we will be walking in the ways of the good and keeping to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. 
but the wicked will be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn from it. I know when that moment of judgment comes, I want to make sure that the pathway I have been on is the one that has come from God. And it's not that that has been bombarded and where I've fallen away and I've fallen into the temptations of society and the world around me, as luring as sometimes that can be. Sometimes it might seem to be the easiest solution. Because as we've been told here in this passage, the benefits and the rewards of following God is that promise and that certainty of the hope to come. The promise of eternal life and not condemnation. I know which pathway I want to follow. Do you? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your care of us. We thank you that you want us to be wise and that, Lord, you've given us your word to keep us on the straight and narrow path. Lord, we thank you for those who are around us that encourage us. We thank you for your word which teaches us. We thank you that you always hear our prayers. And Lord, we pray for ourselves and also for those who may be struggling to see how God's wisdom makes sense in their lives at the moment. That is true for us as it is for others. Lord, for whatever reason, the way we may be struggling, Lord, uphold us, we pray. Help us all to stay on the straight and narrow way. Amen. And what other song could we have as our service comes to an end in the, the lovely old song, One More Step Along the Road I Go. And so I want to say thank you for being with us tonight. And uh, whether you are joining us again on Wednesday here in the building, on our online services at next Sunday morning and Sunday evening, or in the building next Sunday morning, or in any of our other activities, I pray that you will stay strong this week, stay on the path that is straight and narrow, and that Lord, you will know the Lord is with you. Good night and God bless. Amen.